Hello there. You're about ready to listen to a very special sneak peek of our Patreon-exclusive show, Spider-Versity. This is the show where Sal from Comic Pop and myself explore every aspect of Spider-Man media, including every Spider-Man movie, even the spinoffs like Venom and Morbius, and now Spider-Man the Animated Series. So if you enjoy this episode and would like to check out the rest, you can do that over at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. Enjoy the show. Everybody and welcome back to Spider-Versity. This is the show where we talk about Spider-Man. Uh, I am your host, DJ Wooldridge. With me, as always, is Sal. Hey, Sal. Hey. How you doing, man? I'm great. I'm yeah. fantastic. I'm spectacular, you might say. I, listen, I'm spectacular, too, because what we're talking about, we're done with Spider-Man the Animated Series. And Sal, I, I, I don't know if you had moments like this, but there was moments where I was like, especially when you see, I guess a lot of people were revisiting it. And there's a lot of people like I saw some tweets that like Spider-Man the animated series is where uh, uh, cartoons peaked, and it's like, <laughs> all right. Um, and, but I had moments where I was like, am, am I being too hard on this show? Right. Is the nature of what am I being too hard on it? And then we finished that show, and now we're starting Spectacular Spider-Man, and it's like, no, I was not being too hard on no. Spider-Man the animated series because this show exists out of the gate. <laughs> really quick uh, aside about the '94 Spect- uh, Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, um, I was going, I was leafing through my Wizard magazine from 25 years ago, as you do, uh-huh. and there's a little blurb in it where it talks about uh, upcoming cartoons. They're talking about the triumph of the Silver Surfer animated series mm-hmm. and how great <laughs> that show is. Yes, and how. The last episode of the Spider-Man cartoon show, the series finale, yeah. was a complete and utter failure. And I was like, okay. what? Yeah. People didn't like it. There was just a little blurb where they're like, I don't know who watching this cartoon, who isn't a super nerd like the rest of us, is going to recognize Stan Lee. Like, are they going to care that that happened? Like interesting because for children, they're just gonna be like, Oh, and then Spider-Man meets an old man and then swings around with him for 20 minutes. Like who yeah. cares? And I'm like, what? Yeah. And, and then I remembered like, yeah, Stan was a deep cut back then. Stan, yeah. Stan had to use his publicist to get into properties. It wasn't like people were like, Oh, let's get Stan Lee. You know, mm-hmm. nerds were like, let's get Stan Lee. But no one was thinking out loud. Like we should get Stan Lee. You know, I remember uh, in mall rats, uh, yeah. Kevin Smith said, like, you know, a comic book legend enters and, like, you know, mentors Brody. But, like, he he assumed it was going to be a made-up character. And then Jim Jacks was like, I know Stan Lee. And he's like, oh, well, that would be awesome. But, yeah. like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a we got to get Stan Lee. I mean, look at yeah. X-Men 2000. Mm-hmm. You know, just not to tie it in with another show we do over yeah, on exactly. the Academy. You're popping in every third. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every third Wednesday. Yeah. But, uh, but, like, they were like, oh, yeah, we'll put Stan in there. Out of focus for one shot. Mm-hmm. And he's getting a hot dog. End of story. Like, they didn't care. So I was like, that's funny that they were like, yeah, no, the show died horribly. And I was like, wow. That, for most people, that's like the pinnacle of the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, for uh, after the first season, it was a long slog till we got to those last (laughs) two episodes. You're like, wait, wait a second. Are these pretty good? Are these, yeah, are people having fun again? We're not talking about vampires. Um, you know, it's a good example of how time makes fools of us all. True. Um, and there's a lot of like, I mean, we'll see with the state of social media or whatever, but like it takes on stuff where you're like, well, this isn't, you all are talking about how great this is. This is, I'm going to tell you right now, this isn't going to age great. These- oh, <laughs> Star Wars prequels. That's, yeah. the, that's the the number one where I'm like, I'm wrong. Like yeah. according to the world. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. For, but for 20 years, I was right. Uh, well, listen, <laughs> man, have you seen the new 
Indiana Jones. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was listening to a podcast and they were ripping into it, and I thought it was fine. I didn't, I didn't have strong feelings about it. But in talking about it, they were talking about in comparison about how Crystal Skull's better. I'm like, well, that's that's incorrect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. I get. I listen. I get that it was the last time we had Lucas and Spielberg on right. together, and I appreciate that. But also, it is it not good. It is not no. a good movie. <laughs> It is not. It, no, no. Uh, you do miss the Spielberg moments. Like I miss, you know, the 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 intro to Sp- to Crystal Skull with like the whole hound dog chase scene. Yeah, I can yes. feel Spielberg. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's so good. Even though it barely has anything to do with the story, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. a shame. Uh, my wife actually pointed out this really important fact, and then we'll move on. But like both Indiana Jones sequels failed at yeah. the opening uh, action sequence. Yeah. The reason why they failed is because both action sequences in both movies, this is how you know they're the bad ones. And by bad, I mean, you know, yeah. Dial, Dial of Destiny is just compared to Last Crusade and Raiders. It's, it's Last Crusade. Man, listen, they literally ride off into the sunset in Last it's Crusade. Perfect. <laughs> it's I don't care like, if you can you see can't... things and make up. I don't care. Yeah. I want to see that in that, like with that kind of movie. Yeah. But uh, both action sequences have everything to do with the main story. Yeah. That That's a is great point. not how it's supposed to go. Yeah. You open it with a unrelated adventure. Yeah. You're, like in Meteor Res, he's doing, he's doing something else. That's a, yes. that's a great point. I, I was thinking, I really think, off topic. Sorry. Listen, if anything, you guys are here for the tangents too. It's I was true. thinking about this a lot because I was listening to this podcast. I was like, okay. So, you know, you start, I don't know. I, you start thinking about like, okay, what doesn't work for you? What do you think could have worked? Right, and I really thought, even when I was watching, I'm like, Indiana Jones needed his own creed. He needed like I'm mentor guy now. I'm not, mm. and this is, and it's a little trickier because you don't have like the way Ryan Coogler introduced Adonis. It's so organic, like yeah. it's it, it's, and it's hard to recreate that. But here's what I was thinking because I hated the de aging shit. Yes, sir. And and all these movies kind of delay the indie reveal. So yes. we start off an unrelated adventure. We build huh. up to what we feel like is the indie reveal, but who's the reveal? Short round. Right. KQ Kwan returns a short round in yeah. that opening sequence. Cause because this is the problem. And I think I ranted about this with you before. Yeah. Even Indiana Jones's kid sidekick is too old to be the <laughs> new Indiana Jones. That's the I problem know. with trotting yeah. these 80-year-olds out. So in that opening sequence, you kill short round. You, yeah. you you reveal, but you have this moment where you celebrate Keiko Kwan and you celebrate his capabilities and you say like, "Here's what Short Round's been up to." Inspired by Indiana Jones, and then Indiana Jones meets his godson, which is Keiko Kwan's son or right. goddaughter. My only yes. concern with goddaughters it probably would have been Aquafina, and I'm like, "Don't do that! <laughs> don't, oh no! Don't oh, do no. that!" And, and I was actually thinking like, "So who do you get?" And I was like, "Oh man, Henry Golding from yeah. from Crazy Rich Asians, Snake Eyes, bunch of stuff. He'd yeah. be a great James Bond." And you and you make him the new like you kind of like that's the whole even though Phoebe Waller Bridge is fantastic in the movie you can kind of build something around that but now you don't have de aging now you allow yeah. like just let Harrison Ford be eighty man like he can't do this shit <laughs> no I mean it, you know all respect because there are sequences where he's like doing things and I'm like that's really cool and yeah. it doesn't look like you know the first Spider Man movie where it's just a CG body flailing around like he doesn't look bad in yeah. fact in in Crystal Skull, he looks like he's spry. He's moving around, and I appreciate yeah. that. They don't like they don't do that thing where he's like doing it. It's a chase scene, mm-hmm. you know, he's running, and everyone's just going slower because he can't yeah. be fast. Yeah. Uh, it, it, he he keeps up, and is it's all a testament to his love of the character and his desire to be there. But yeah. 
you know, they don't make the, okay, this is not the kind of movies that they make, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they don't, Unforgiven is not yeah. a franchise film. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They don't make movies about old cowboys yeah. who are here, for, who are 80, right? Yeah. First of all, those kind of gunslingers don't live to be 80. But if yep. they did, his story would not be about going on yet another adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I'm going to stop these cattle rustlers. No, it's about, like, either his death mm -hmm. or... He, or or his revenge or revenge on him or but there's always going to be some next generation or it just ends and everything dies yeah i don't know it's just it's weird it's it thankfully there there are no more yeah so yeah we don't well and it's it also weird that it's like okay we're gonna trot this franchise out again um yeah. after 15 years of a movie so like there's a whole generation of people that the only one the one that came out in their lifetimes was the bad one right <laughs> like, <laughs> um point. And so yeah. it's like, anyway, but listen, we're not talking about Indiana Jones today. We're talking about Spectacular Spider-Man. I don't even know how we got on that tangent, but you're welcome, everybody. You're Thank welcome. God we are talking about Spider-Man because if we talked about Indiana Jones, we would be, we would be destitute. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> we, but uh, listen, all I'll say is three perfect movies. Yes. Like when it comes time to show my kids, uh, this is what I did. My wife hadn't seen Indiana Jones. I was like, here are the oh. three movies. She's like, there's no other ones? No. Nope. Not I had to because she was excited for the new one, so I had to finally watch Crystal Skull with her. But like, here's yeah. the three. Yeah, are they dated in some racism stuff? I 100. <laughs> yeah, little look, listen. granted. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to accept and move on. But as far as action blockbusters, fucking gold. Anyway, yep. yep, gold standard. Speaking of gold, there's my transition. We're talking about Spectacular Spider-Man, which also here to make us feel a little bit old. Sal came out in 2008. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, right for, on the cusp, right? As uh, the MCU was getting started before Disney owned Marvel. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, um, and also for context, so I don't know about, I think we talked about a little bit this before, Sal. For this, I believe it's on, for people keeping up with us, I believe it's on Disney+. Plus. It is indeed. Fantastic. But for a little bit of context, um, I busted out my Blu-rays for this, and uh -huh. there was a little sticker on it that I hadn't removed that was... Uh, hey, here you get sign up to get free tickets to Amazing Spider-Man Two, <laughs> which which nice. came out in 2014. I'm gonna double check that. Yeah, um, right. So, I think so you're for right. Con yeah, for context of this, this show came out in 2008, and I was not able to get the Blu-ray until 2014. Um, so, I'm still waiting for a Death to Smoochie Blu-ray. They haven't made one yet. You know, like there, well, there's some shows we don't get. Well, I, movies I think, shows we don't get Blu-rays. I don't think there's. I don't think there is a way. This was true a little bit ago. I think it's to, to watch Dogma. No, well, there was a Blu-ray and there was no. There's no streaming. It's not available. Yeah. You can watch it's it not streamed, but I don't. But if you get the Blu-ray, it's like a fucking. You have to spend like fifty bucks on it or something. That's right. That's right. It's the same thing. With, I had to get. Uh, I wanted to watch the original Bob Hoskins Super Mario Brothers movie again because uh, the new yes. Super Mario Brothers. And by the way, I still fucking stand by that, especially compared to the new one. But anyway, uh, I had to get um, DVD a DVD. And it was one of those where, like, so I'm watching on my big widescreen TV, and the picture's this. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's like, this is my only, like, there's no other, unless, again, if I'm willing to spit pop 50 bucks for, like, the Japanese version of the Blu-ray. <laughs> um, which is not going to happen. Yeah. Which is no, not going to happen. Um, so, and, and unfortunately, we're now getting into an era where it feels like this is going to become increasingly common Yes, uh, and we don't need to get into all that. But but for those that don't know, you probably heard a lot of praise for this show, uh, and unfortunately, it came at a bad time. It came yeah. at 
this time where the era of kids cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons, although I think I, I think it was, I saw it because my sister was watching something in the morning and it came on and I'm like, what, you know, I, I saw the ads. I wasn't impressed with the animation or whatever. Nope. And then I actually sat down and I was watching. And I was like, wait, is this good? Is this like really good? <laughs> that was exactly my reaction. And it was, it's a golden age because Earth's Mightiest Heroes is running concurrently. So you got yeah. like these two in, it was a, and by the oh, you know what else came a little earlier than that was the Hulk versus Wolverine and Hulk versus Thor movies, and I'm like, yeah. is Marvel figuring it out? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Iron Man had just dropped, and it's like, yeah. oh my god, like it's it's time, baby. Yeah, and uh, and then everything got broken. But uh, yeah, well, and, when again, and there was that there was that like moment where they were where they you know they were starting to figure stuff out. But the the difficulty with this one is, I want to say it was. Fox or whatever, and then one point it got moved to Disney XD. We'll talk about it more. Like literally, yeah. the final, yeah, the yeah, final yeah, episode on Disney XD aired without audio. <laughs> oh, I don't, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a whole thing. Um, but you know, and this show unfortunately got uh, unceremoniously canceled for a variety of reasons. And yes. I'd have to dive into like the specifics, but the, from memory, right, it was exactly. a combination of at, we're at a stage where where I think this is right as. At least maybe between seasons one and two, yes. Disney bought Marvel. Uh -huh. So Sony, and I don't know the legal legalese behind it, but it was like to secure their movie rights, they yes. sold off the animation rights. That's right. So now yeah, Sony can't make more seasons of the show. No, they but, can't. But Marvel can't because Sony owns all the assets to this particular exactly. show. Yeah. And then um and then the toys weren't selling well, and that was apparently still a metric we cared about at this point for yeah. animated shows. It's the same thing that would kill Green Lantern, the animated series, which was actually really good. Yeah. And for a time killed Young Justice, which was Greg Weissman's follow-up um, to this show. Yeah. Um, and Greg Weissman's a name we will be bringing up more often. I don't know that he's the creator of Gargoyles, but he's definitely he the, creator the creator of, of Gargoyles. Was yeah. he the creator? I definitely yeah. know he was the creative voice behind, like what yeah. you like about Gargoyles is Greg Weissman. Yes. Um, yes. And then he, he invented gargoyles. He invented the uh, Adventures of the Gummy Bears for Disney uh, Afternoon or for the Disney lineup. Whatever. Which, yeah, yeah, by yeah. the way, if you ever look, you'll see that the same color and complement of gargoyles to gummy bears. Like there's a yeah. there's a parallel there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Wiseman is uh people's people. He is their he is nerd savior. He invented yeah. gargoyles, mm -hmm. spectacular Spider Man, and Teen Titan or and Titans and, and Young Justice. Young Justice. That's what Young it was. Justice. And yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that's. I mean, and listen, like. I didn't watch a lot of Young Justice, but I did like watch, I think, half a first season and I yeah. loved it. Yeah. I just didn't know when the hell it was on and I didn't mm -hmm. have the patience or the wherewithal to continue watching. Yeah. Young Justice. I've watched all of Young Justice. Very good. Uh, it, uh, it It's cool because it gives a like a it's it's greatest strength is also its greatest weakness in that mm. it gives a broad view of like, here's this version of the DC universe. And but yes. sometimes that's too much. Uh, I think. <laughs> I can't remember the seasons now, but I think it was season four or five. I don't remember how many seasons they did, but one of the seasons, they they finally siphoned it off like into arcs where each arc's focused on a different group because there's so was the, many characters. Yeah, that must have been for the streaming when they like resurrected the show. Because I remember yeah. uh, my my team over at Absolutely Marvel and DC complaining about how like that was a thing that they were doing. Oh, really? I liked it. I thought it was. Oh a, no, I a lot of them liked smart... it, but uh, yeah. but I'm just saying, like it was a it was a source of contention because it was like, gotcha. You you would you'd be like, oh, I just watched the the Roy you know segment, and mm -hmm. now I won't see him until like they decide oh, to yeah. deal with it again. But, um, yeah, Wiseman made this show. 
Yep. And uh, in the chat, John Lieber says, I love this tangent show. Thank you, John. If you want to watch <laughs> Thanks, uh, live, you can do that over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. 2008. Um, this is Sony's new stab at, and actually might be their first and only, Sony's particularly first and only stab at the an animated Spider-Man show. Yeah. Greg Weissman is coming off of, uh, I don't know that there's anything between Gargoyles and this. Gargoyles, I think, went off there in the 90s. Right. And, I'm uh, sure he worked on other things, but it's like, yeah. it wasn't, nothing celebrated and, be and beloved. You yeah. Know what I mean? And we start with, this is episode, season one, episode one, Survival of the Fittest. We actually start with an homage to Gargoyles as Spidey is uh, swinging through the city. He runs across some um, legally not actionable uh, gargoyles. Oh my God. Legally I distinct see. gargoyles. I saw one. He sticks to one and he breaks it. And I was like, that's yeah. Broadway. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. I didn't know there were other gargoyles. That's awesome. Oh yeah, it's just, it's, the gar it's there. Hey, listen, if you're paying attention, they're there. Uh -huh. um, and we learn immediately, and this is such a great choice, that Peter has been Spider Man for the summer. Yeah. This is this this show doles out uh, exposition so seamlessly. Spidey's been doing this for a minute now. Um, he runs across uh, O'Hearn and Flint Marco. Again, we're already laying the seeds for future stories. Mm -hmm. um, and who's he's foiling a robbery? And these are clearly people he stopped before. These guys are serial offenders. <laughs> um, God, I love the way this show. I why didn't we get like six seasons of this show? Anyway, I know. Um, yeah. Spidey stops them, and we get Hammerhead. <laughs> wow. uh, remember when, like, fucking Spider-Man anime series would be like, here's Lizard and Scorpion, and they're fighting over Silvermane for a time tablet. <laughs> this is yeah. this this in, in, it incorporates all these characters so seamlessly. Yeah. Because um, I think, and we'll see this more as the show goes on, because I think the thought process is like, okay, here's what we're building to. We want Pete, we want Spider-Man to stop these thieves to key for to key off this plot with the big man. Yeah. Well, why, how about instead of just random thieves, we lay the seeds for Rhino and Sandman? Perfect. Go for it. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, it, it's you're watching the show. You're sucked in. You're enjoying the characters. And before you know it, there's like six villains on the screen. Yeah. Not quite yet, but like, you know, just like three or four. We've introduced a number of characters, some of whom we won't even see for two episodes. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's just this guy. I mean, and, and this episode's written by Wiseman. So you're like, yeah. I, just a master class of introducing you to a character you've seen a thousand times, you know, every adventure of, yeah. but still you are invested. Yep. Yep. 100%. Um, and Amber shows, uh, shows the feet to the big man. Should we treat the reveal as a big man, like a spoiler, or should we treat it as people who've watched the rest of the show? I mean, I think if you've, if you've never watched spectacular Spider-Man, you're not going to be convinced by this show. You know what I mean? I mean, you will, Yeah, but, uh, you've probably seen it. Uh, All right. The, I, th I, I think more people know the story around the big man than they know episodes the big man appears in in this show. Yeah. Well, I will say this. The interesting thing about this is I was convinced, because in this episode, it's voiced by Keith David. It yeah. is not voiced by Keith David in the rest of the show. I think this is the no! only episode Keith, I, don't think, I think this is the only episode Keith David did because uh, we discussed it before and I looked it up and it's actually uh, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson right. for most of the show. And he's great. He's great. And I do love he plays Keith like four David. characters in the show. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah no it's keith david makes perfect sense i assume he was busy mm -hmm. yeah probably or maybe they just didn't have the the budget for it right. uh, and they and we are setting and originally the plot line was this was going to be kingpin but yeah. they couldn't because daredevil had the right to that yeah um uh, yeah. although i think the solution they came up with is 
also great. And they call in, ooh, big, uh, uh, for everybody's favorite Spider-Man villains, the Enforcers. <laughs> Who doesn't love the Enforcers? Like, essentially a, a, a rodeo-themed mm-hmm. suite of bad guys from, like, that looked dated in 1964. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. With names like Fancy Dan. <laughs> and Fancy Ops. Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, deep cuts, everybody. Deep cuts. Yeah. So, um, May... Uh, we, Peter walks in, he hears May talking to Anna about Ben and their finances. We're laying the groundwork for the fact that the Ben has passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, we get introduced to one of the many transitions this show utilizes, and I will say one of the weirdest one, which is a bunch of spiders running across the screen. Yeah, it never gets not creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, listen, we're not saying this is a perfect show, okay, everybody? We're just saying yeah. it, it, it nails it where it counts. Yeah. Well, they love it. Like the, the thing is, you could tell like they're all excited to be working on this show. You know? Yes, yes. Spy- how about spiders? Like there's yeah. a moment at the end of every episode. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, and I won't talk about plot. But like at the end of, I think they'll start doing it a lot more as the show progresses. I don't think it happens in the first two episodes, but maybe it does. Where um, the episode will end, it'll like cut to like a, sh- a static shot of whatever they're doing, and then like the background will just replace with Spider-Man's face. Yes, and like you could tell they're like this is. Because they used to do that in the mm-hmm. old uh, Lee Ditko books where, yeah. you know, it would end and then Spider-Man's like face would be like the sky, you know, yeah. and it was just kind of like a he's the looming problem Peter Parker will always have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the show loves like, the people who love this show and they're like, who this? How about this? What about that? Um, everything it's, is working like they, yeah, it's they clearly love like it, stuff from references from Lee Ditko all the way to Ultimate Spider-Man, which was at its heyday at this time. Yeah, like yeah. everything's on the table. It's like, how do we remix this stuff in a way that works with what we're doing? Mm-hmm. And all the choices are just so solid. We'll get into actually the second. There's a couple villain origins. So I'm like, well, I'm not as big a fan of that. But <laughs> but but again, the stuff, the stuff where it matters. And, and I love that, especially at this stage in the in the in the story the stakes are so are so low and personal yes um but they're really we'll get into it your brain needs support and new ollie brainy chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health made with scientifically backed ingredients like thai ginger l-theanine and caffeine brainy chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus stay chill or get energized be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Adrian Toomes, voiced by Robert Ungland, uh, Freddy Krueger himself, yep. um, is talking to Doc Ock before it's uh, Octavius. This is before he's Doc Ock, voiced by Peter McNichol, who's a who's a famous character actor and is perfect yes. here. Um, there, he's complaining because he feels like his tech is being taken by Norman Osborn, who shows up. Um, he's he's taken over Tech Flight, which I feel like I don't know the show ever spells this out, but the implication is this is Vulture's tech is where Green Goblin's glider tech comes from. Yep. Fucking great. Laying the groundwork. Great yeah. idea. Yep. I love it. 
Yeah. And, um, like, and Osborne's justification, by the way, he's like, you never got it to work. You're not going to do it at 80. And I'm yeah. like, he's not wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Adrian. He's not wrong. Oh, and uh, I, I was like, who is who is Osborne? What is his voice? I know this voice. God, what is it? It's the Clock King from Batman the Animated Series. He's Amazing. Tempest Fugit. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Anyway. And and again, all the voice, you know, we're, we're, you know, when we're watching Spider-Man the Animated Series, we're like, that, that voice is a choice. That, the choice right, is happening. A weird one where they're like, let's get Abe Vigoda in this show. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, everything was like, yeah, the, perfect. Nailed it. This is, yep. this is, again, it really feels like, you go, you remember that <laughs> Batman Animated Series that aired at the same time at the Spider-Man <laughs> one, but was like way better. What if we did that? What if we did Spider-Man like that? Yeah, where we and just respected our animated voices. Like the, these are the, the cast is just people who are great at doing voices. You know them. Like they were like, oh, let's get the the woman who plays Phil and Lil from Rugrats to do Martha, but have her yeah. like really like be sad. You know, mm-hmm. like just, every, every, there are so many voices. You're like, I know that. I know that. I know yeah. the character. That's yeah. such an amazing thing. Yeah. Um. Great. So we uh, cut to Peter's high school. We are introduced to his pals, which is, of course, Gwen Stacy and Harry Osborne. Awesome. Um, great moment. So a lot of in a lot of media, Peter gets his powers, new confidence. And normally it works out for him. I love in this where it's like, yeah, listen, man, you're Spider-Man. But that's not going to fix all your problems. He goes to uh, ask out Sally Avril. Which I am not familiar with from the comics, but I do know. I remember when the show was on. Greg Weissman was like, "If a character gets a name, they are from the comic." If you hear, they sure are. Name, they're from the comics. They are. Yeah, Sally Avril uh, was retconned to be a character who appeared in the uh, series "Untold Tales of Spider-Man" from Kurt Busiek. Uh, <laughs> she's just another one. You know, like yeah. in Midtown, there were a lot of girls like Liz Allen, and just yeah. girls like were popular and gave people a hard time, like Peter Parker. Um, yeah. Sally was one of them. Uh, she eventually was inspired by Spider-Man to become a superhero called the Blue Jay, and she dies. Great. And mm-hmm. Peter like, in, like Peter internalizes her because you know she was inspired by him to put yeah. on a costume, and she is shot by a criminal. Yeah, and just dies, and he's like, you know, and he internalized that. That's like because you know I think Busick was trying to explain like you know he's a lot he's 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 a libertarian in the first like like 10 episodes issues of the book. And then he's yeah. like a fun loving character, but then he's also like really unhappy and miserable. Yeah. How do we square that circle? And it's like, yeah, he doesn't really care, but then he suddenly does care. And yeah. here's why. And uh, yeah. Sally doesn't play any role outside of just being in, like, she's a new character they invented for that, like retcon series. It's yeah. weird. weird, cool uh, pull should have been uh, Betty Brandt in the, uh, in the web. No, uh, in the in the MCU trilogy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of just putting Betty Brant in there and making her look like Gwen Stacy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. confusing, confusing. Oh, and it is a bummer. We talked a lot about with the Spider-Man the animated series how much other things pulled from that, and and things after this did pull seemingly pull from this, but it was like the wrong things. Like, what if Electro <laughs> got his powers from eels? It's like that's the is that what you got out of this, <laughs> right? Like, what? God. And you know, you, Damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, and as we know, you know, Hollywood just watches these cartoons yep. for ideas for how to make their movies and stuff. That must have been what happened here. Yeah. At first, I thought this was synergy with Sony, where I was like, oh, they're doing the electric eel thing. But then you, as you pointed out, 2008. Yeah. That's not that's not Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's before. That's because I thought they were more. Um, they thought they were closer together. They were not. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Yeah, Peter goes to ask Sally Avril out, 
And even though he feels more confident, her opinion of him has not changed. No, because and, nobody else knows he's Spider Man. Yes. Um, and uh, he still he gets conned by uh, Flash and the other jocks, despite his spider abilities. It's like, yeah, this is this is good. This is yeah. um, this is smart. So uh, I don't think we've revealed this at this point, but we get a scene with Peter and Gwen and their biology teacher, who biology teacher who is Miles Warren. Is he Miles, uh, is he Miles Warren? Because he's he a is, voice. Like they, yeah. they, he's a very specific choice. And I was yeah. like, okay, maybe he's somebody. I don't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't catch the name. I, they reveal at some point it is Miles Warren, um, which was going to be a plot line later on. That unfortunately, and this is, I apologize for everybody following the show with us. This will be a trend. It is a plot line that they do not get to follow up on. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, he uh, basically, Doctor Connors has. So for those keeping track. Within the first episode, we've gotten we've gotten proto versions of Sandman, Rhino, Vulture, Green Goblin, two Green Goblins technically, Harry, um, Norman, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Jackal, and the mm-hmm. Lizard. Oh, and we're about ready to get Venom. We're about yeah, ready to and get. Don't forget the Enforcers and the all the enforcers, and, and one of yes. the Enforcers becomes a a guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and and again, and you don't feel any of it. Watching this was like, can we not? Because you'll notice when we talk about these episodes, the, they're actually mini arcs because this was the, a weird stage in movies where they would bundle episodes together in like three episode DVDs. Yes. It's like animated movies that they would sell at like Walmart and shit. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, but it made me wonder like, can we not, could we not do this with live action movies? Where it's like yeah. there's one overarching story. But for like in twenty minute increments, like for this twenty minutes he's fighting Vulture, for this twenty minutes he's fighting Shocker, and they're all integrated into the same overarching story. But it's not like here's the one we got to build a whole two hour movie around Electro. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, but I mean, I, uh, that's not a rhetorical question. Could we not do that? Is that not something we could do? <laughs> right. I mean, I feel like they they were playing with that idea with uh, at least with Homecoming, where it's like, yes. all right, here's Prowler, here's Shocker, here's Vulture, like here's here's the Tinkerer. Yeah. Like, I, for, for me, I was like, "This is how I want to see it." Like, yes. it's 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 unmistakably connected to the universe, despite your time jump, which you still haven't fixed. What is the yeah. matter with you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, here are all these characters, and here's all this like, all this world building to set things up and and shorten the amount of time we need Norman Osborn to be crawling on the floor, going, "I don't know if I can do it." Like, no, yeah, yeah. let's just have him be in a goblin suit. Yeah. By like Act Two, please. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. They did experiment with that in Homecoming, and then they forgot about that. But it's this. I yeah, yeah. Anyway, something future Spider-Man directors consider Please? consider consider these things: low stakes, maybe cycle in more minor villains through your more major arc. Yes, yes. <laughs> Especially and, uh, with how we'll get to it in a little bit. How they incorporate, how they explain. The abundance of supervillains in this universe is perfect. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Smart. Because that's something Greg Weissman is really good. It's not like, I'm not going to just throw shit at you. Why is this happening? Yeah. Why are there? And it, it carried over in the Young Justice too. How do we How do we justify some of these things that are that are core concepts that we're not going to do the show without them? But is there a narrative reason we can justify it that at least makes sense? You know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Not there yet. Getting ahead of myself. 
Um, so they're going to be interns, uh, uh, Doc Connors. This reminds Peter of a field trip to Doc Connors. Flashback to origin. Done and done and done. We're moving on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, no. I love that. They're like, with Dr. Connors, they're like, yeah, he's a lizard moving on. Like, he'll be a lizard before you know it. But, like, you get it. He does biology stuff. This is where the spider that bit Peter came from. You get it. Uh, Makes sense. We don't need to build a whole movie around explaining it. Um, uh, It wasn't that his dad was doing secret tests on him. Anyway. Oh, my God. um, They would never consider that back then. Back then, they were like, what? what, Why would anyone bother? Yes. Um, Peter's at Harry's when Norman shows up. And and Norman has a catchphrase in this episode is like, don't apologize. I I never do. What a creeper. Yeah, uh, maybe you should. Um, and right then is when the vulture attacks. And we get into uh, one of the trends that I don't love about this show. Uh, and it's not that it's unique to this show. It's just for the most part, the show's better than this. Is the hackneyed ways villains come up with, I'm this villain name now. It's like, you don't you don't need to do that. We could just call yeah. the guy Electro. I don't know that he needs to announce it to everybody. <laughs> yeah, he, they don't need to talk in third person. They never yes. need to reveal who they are when Spidey's fighting Electro. Like, he he just calls him that because it's a fun nickname to give him. And yeah. then he's like, what did you call me? Oh, I like that. Like, yeah. we don't need that. Cut that part. He's just... He just does that, and then everyone else calls him that. It sticks. That's how yeah. nicknames work. So easy. It's so... Like, it, it was something... It, it's something they, like... Uh, they made a huge deal out of this in Arrow. Like, what to call Arrow? And it's like, I don't know, man. Fucking criminals are showing up pin cushions for green arrows. Maybe call him the green arrow vigilante. <laughs> And then it's just you shorten it to Green Arrow, boom, he's Green Arrow. I don't know that we need to think about it that hard. Well, like I, literally, the Star City Gazette or whatever the hell the newspaper was there yeah. would just be like Green Arrow found at scene, and it's, yeah. it's just oh, that's it, that's it. That's Green Arrow done. Moving on. Um, but in this case, I do like the joke here because it, when uh, Norman Osborn was dismissive of Adrian, he called him a buzzard. Adrian Toomes misremembers it, and it's yeah. like, what did you call me? A vulture? And he's like, and Norman's like, no, <laughs> dude, I called you a buzzard. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's that's the one time it's like for the I will allow it for this joke. <laughs> yes, but they keep doing it. Like yes. they, at least I think they I think they knock it off. I don't recall, but I'm I'll, I'm happy to find out. Yeah, where they just like what did you call me? Oh, I'm gonna call myself that now. I'm yeah. gonna own it. And I'm like, All right. <laughs> sure, whatever. So Spidey saves Osborne. I will say I'm gonna yada yada through a lot of the action scenes. Just know that they are u- uniformly usually pretty dope. They're usually they are pretty dope. fucking They're cool. <laughs> There's just not a lot to like break down. It's just like remember when. Spider-Man did that cool web thing. It was cool. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just they're no, cool. Just... Yeah, exactly. Um, That's how I feel too. Yeah, and it's also, uh, I think like a lot of people, I think there was there was a little hurdle because the animation wasn't necessarily what people wanted, but there, it was a, a choice in that it allowed them, the more simplistic style allowed them more fluidity in yes. the action sequences. And in my opinion, a very valuable trade-off because the action sequences are pretty fucking cool. <laughs> they are cool, and like, there's not a hint of reused animation, nope. and it just that's what's the, the thing, right? Like, all we want is just for it to look consistent and fun. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to break the mold. Like, it, you know, across the Spider Verse, it's transcendental in its action sequences and blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, that's a whole ass movie that cost a lot of money for an animated project. Yep. Uh, there's a cartoon show that sell the selling action figures. I get it, but. You know, just somewhere in between yeah. the movie and the and, and what and what we got here is good. Like I'm yeah. happy with just a fun little action sequence. And I was not I was not wild about the animation style or the really I was I was not wild about the design style. Yeah. When I first saw this, I was like, Oh, we're doing one of these. So for whatever reason there was like a very small period of time 
where like that w- that was like a thing that was like yeah. an it design style and i was like oh i don't i don't really care for that but yeah. the show is so gripping and the voice acting is so good and yeah. the like the, just the just you are sucked in you're just yeah. like oh and because the animation is so fluid and so quick and so uh, simple like you, you you fill in blanks where there might be and you're just you're just into it yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You forgive any blemishes this show may have because mm-hmm. it's just yeah. so well made and so well yes. written. Yep, one hundred percent. So we get uh, during this whole fight between Spidey, Spidey and Vulture, we get a, a brief glimpse of two cops who are. I have the other cops' name later, but the one talking is Gene DeWolf. Oh. Um, uh, again, just Easter eggs for days in the show. Um, just in case they're like, well, well what if we want to? Like, what if we want to do Gene DeWolf? Then we'll just, we'll, we've already introduced her moving on, you know? Like, yeah, well, again, what if I think we want to do that? <laughs> I think it's an instinct that I wish more projects like this would follow, which is why waste it? Why just yes. have a random cop when there's like two dozen in Marvel Comics That's that we true. could use? Like, why not? Like, yeah. Uh, and, this, and I think the, the greatest example is I won't do spoilers, but like, they'll do things like, how do I say this? Well, it was stuff with a black cat where it's like, well, yeah. Or like Silvermane, where the characters have similar theming. Mm-hmm. What if they were connected? Like, why wouldn't they be? Like, even though in the comics, these characters were created decades apart. Uh-huh. In the show, it's all together. So maybe there should be a connection there. So it's not redundant. <laughs> I agree. No, yeah. it's that kind of thing that they failed at in a Spider-Man comic called Spider-Man Chapter One, where they were like, Spider-Man and Sandman have weird, or Osborne and, and Sandman have weird hair. <laughs> yes. Similarly weird hair. What if they were related? What? <laughs> That's no, your man. connection? Yeah. But no, I like the idea of like, one's a cat burglar, the other one's a cat burglar. Yeah. One's an old man, one's a young woman. Put them together. I'm like, yeah, yes. Yeah. I, for the longest time as a kid, I thought they were. Yeah. And then I'm like, yep. what? Not? So back at Connor's lab, Spidey saves the day. Back at Connor's lab, <laughs> we meet we meet Eddie Brock. Um, so we find out he's a college freshman. It sounds like it seems like he was the quarterback before Flash, and he yeah. kind of was a big brother figure that protected Peter. Yes. What are your thoughts? We'll probably get into this more as we get closer to the Venom. What are your thoughts on how they utilize Venom in this show? Or I mean, Eddie, excuse, I should say specifically Eddie in this show. Eddie is it's ultimate Eddie. It's yeah. it's a it's a it's an another version of ultimate Eddie. The idea being that like Eddie and Peter are closer in age, that uh, they knew each other when they were younger, that they had some kind of connection with each other's past. Although it seems like they're doing everything they can to not do what they would do with those movies where they're like, oh no, like mm-hmm. Peter's parents were super scientists who did yes. this, that, and the other thing. Like, because that's the that's the the origin of the Ultimate Universe as well. Yeah. And in fact, in the Ultimate Universe, like the Venom suit is made from like it's a it's an it's a cancer suit that Peter's father and Eddie's father make together. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so when Peter's investigating the suit, he he tracks down Eddie, who is in college and older than him. Yeah. And so they have this kind of like connection because they both are orphans and their parents knew each other. So they kind of like Peter is hoping for like a brother figure. Yeah. It doesn't work out, obviously. Mm-hmm. In this, they're like, what if it was cleaner and more friendly? Like, more yeah. tragic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's what it is. It's just, it's, th- and that's what the show is, where it's like, yeah, we could do that, but like, what if it was cleaner and more tragic? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's and I'm just like, the yes. modus operandi for the show. I will say, for the longest time, as, even as a kid in the, in the 90s, as a big Venom fan, yeah. the Brock of it, kind of similar, we'll get into this when we get in the Shocker episode, the person in the suit, matters less to me like mattered yeah. less to me and mm-hmm. so but i was thinking about this more with we're getting spider-man 2 coming to ps5 yeah and the like eddie brock's not going to be venom it's going to be a, a different character it, it, it looks like they're setting it up to be a mystery which could be interesting but yep. it was the first time where i was like 
you know what? I've kind of been convinced that the Eddie of it does matter. Yeah, I think and so I, too. And I kind of think, um, I, I think there's there's some juice in the idea of, you know, you do the black costume saga, and then he gets rid of it, and then Venom shows up, and it's like there's a whole mystery: who is Venom? Yes. And then you reveal it, and it's, <gasps> it's Peter's like. I don't know who the fuck this is. And then Eddie's like, you don't know you've ruined my life. And then you, and then you flash back to all these times where like Spider-Man yeah. inadvertently just by doing his shit. Like I kind of think of like an extrapolation of that line from across the spider verse where it's like, you'd all these quips, but you never think about the person on the other side of them and how they feel. Um, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, it's somebody that Peter doesn't even fucking know, but in, and obviously I think the, the interesting thing with Eddie is you do a line of like taking personal responsibility. Like, yeah, yes. Peter made mistakes, but you made some decisions too. And yeah. I and what I think, as much as I kind of like the idea, I guess the Venom movies have sold me on the idea of Eddie kind of being a dipshit. Mm -hmm. um, what they do do here that I think moving forward, I hope more people take from if we're redoing Venom Origins is, and we'll get into this more as it goes on, is the way that Peter doesn't necessarily make the wrong decisions or bad decisions or selfish decisions, but the decisions he makes does negatively impact Eddie and people around Eddie, which builds yes. resentment. It's like, that's smart because that's yeah. always been a key. Again, great power grims, great responsibility. That's always been a key component of Spider-Man and having a character embody the fallout from all that Absolutely. is smart. No, they, they did. They, there's a book, Spider-Man Reign. I hate it. I think it's yeah. terrible. And it's entirely derivative. The idea is it's they're like, oh, what if kills, Dark Knight Returns with Spider-Man? Yeah, it's where he kills MJ with his radioactive sperm. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's the one. <laughs> so it's like great ideas like that. <laughs> but um, but in the end, he fights Venom and spoilers and uh, yeah. and Venom is like, I'm like, you always go on about responsibility. I'm the one thing you never took responsibility for. Yeah. And I'm like, I love that so much. Like the yeah. idea that because I mean, and and by the way, like he's right, but also like he's wrong because he's a full grown adult with like mm -hmm. real decision making abilities. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to kill anybody, man. What the hell's your problem? But um, I love like because, you know, the, the idea of like. Eddie being the opposite of Peter, like he's, he always projects. He never takes responsibility for himself. Yeah. Um, but Peter is responsible for him. Cause like you did bring an alien here and then just got rid of it. Like you thought yeah. that was like a thing you could do. And it's like, not like, you know, it was whether you did all the right things is irrelevant. Yeah. You did this, you yeah. brought it back. Yeah. And you, yes, you, you took it to, you know, the free clinic and you, you raised the hybrid like puppies, you know, you did all the things you're supposed to do. You brought it to Reed Richards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, but it is the, the trail starts with you. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, Donnie Cates and fourth uh, change that entirely where it's like, it would, it would never be about you, Peter. It's yeah. all about venom and King mm -hmm. and black and stuff. But like yeah. for a time it was like, it was his fault. Yeah. Even if yeah. it wasn't necessarily something he chose to do, you know. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the secret. I like I, I like that that aspect because again, I think Venom's tie to, to Spider-Man is important. Obviously, yeah. I mean, yeah. in the movies for whatever reason. Um, but but I also think I also I also think as much as I like this version, I do think it'd be cool if if Eddie was like almost the equivalent of uh, anybody that watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, the Cabbage Man, like just this guy <laughs> that just ended up like just because of the random Spider-Man bullshit, just yeah. kept getting kind of fucked over, and so it was like, you know what, fuck this shit, all right? Yeah. Now I have this alien costume. I'm fucking pissed at you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and Spider-Man having to figure out who this guy even is, but yeah, that's not what we have here. 
Uh, yeah. they're, they're former friends, kind of um, like you were talking about, like a brother figure. Exactly. We see Kurt has a robotic prosthetic. Thing. Yeah, and that kind of like changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah, it's also weird. What does it do? Because like when Peter goes to shake <laughs> his hand, he gives his not prosthetic hand. I know, like, but you have a hand though. Yeah, is it for show? Because I actually don't know that we no, see we him, see him use, use it. We see him like, use it? Well, it's a robot hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I feel ro- like it has to be opposable. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Because later he'll pick up his son with both hands mm-hmm. like he's never been able to do it before. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. but you have a, you do have a hand though. Like, yeah. But it, I think it's, I think it's an arm, right? It starts here. So. Yeah. It starts, it starts higher up on the, on yeah. the arm. So maybe, yeah. it, maybe it doesn't have, I, I don't know. I can't remember if I've seen him like wiggle his fingers, but. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting choice that we don't, that it's just there. I don't, yeah. the show never addresses it. Like. I always liked just not having an arm. Like. Yeah. I, I was so hyped. I loved, um, I don't remember the dude's name anymore, but in Spider-Man 2, the guy who played Dr. Connors, and I was like, this yeah. is going to be so good as the lizard. Yeah. But uh, just just like the folded sleeve, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I like this a lot, you know? Yeah. He's like, it's like Fury, he doesn't need an eye patch, but he wears it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It matters. Um, so uh, Peter's been bragging to people that he's got a job now, and then he learns that, like, Eddie lays it on him like, you're a high school entrance, man. You're not getting paid for this shit. Exactly. Um, uh, which this show's not going to unpack the moral implications of that. We're moving on. Uh, well, I mean, it's just it's it's the normal. Like that's yes, it's, that's it's true. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, uh, Peter's bombed. He asks for a sign, and it comes in the form of a Daily Bugle newspaper. And J. Jonah Jameson is he's talking about Spider Man, so he yep. he just shows up at the Daily Bugle offices. Mm-hmm. This is where we uh, first meet J. J. Peter pitches uh, his idea of getting Spider Man's pictures. J. J. kicks him out. And then he turns yep. to Robin and he's like, you know what we need? Some pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Smee, what a superb idea I just had. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, it's, um, yeah, I, I mean, like, I love it because he is, like, Peter is making the mistakes that children would make. Where it's yes. like, I have this idea. And it's like, yeah. you need to, if you had pictures, you'd have leverage. Yes. Like, yep. you, you can't just tell him that idea and he'll just give you something. Like, you know? And- yeah, and as we'll unpack as the show goes on, I love the like. It's not as simple as Peter takes pictures of Spider Man. It's like, well, no, but okay. How if you're Spider Man? How what you steps do you pictures? need to take to accomplish that goal? And they kept that going. Like that was yeah. cool. Like yeah. uh, I appreciate in the movie, they're like, he takes the pictures, he gets the he gets the yeah. job. Yeah, we we don't have time, and mm-hmm. it's perfect. Yeah, uh, but with this, they're like, we have time. We have, it's a TV show. No, he he takes pictures. They suck. Yeah, and they're unusable. Yeah, and he just keeps learning how to do it better until yep. eventually he does. Because you're like, oh, because you're watching it, and I, I I promise you, no one's making this show going. This is so. This, this is someone's first Spider-Man show of yeah. all time. Like no one knows who Spider-Man is. No, you're watching the show and you're like, I can't wait for him to work for the Daily Bugle. Yep. And then 100%. and you're just like, in the next episode, you're like, no, <laughs> but I want him to be in the Daily Bugle. So, um, the Spider-Man he lost his shoes when he was fighting the Vulture the first time. I got some good gags out of that. So he goes back to Osborne's to find his shoes. This is when uh, Vulture shows up again to attack Osborne. Um, meanwhile, the enforcers show up in a helicopter. We get a fight between Spider-Man and these are the these are the enforcers in the show: Ox, Fancy Dan, and Montana. Um, <laughs> um, th- there's one moment. The only moment I need to stop on the enforcers. He's fighting them and he's kind of clowning these guys. Ox, who we learn is like almost as strong as Spider-Man, basically. 
tackle Spider-Man off the side of a building. Oh my god! And like, I was like, gonna... my yeah, my Wait, guy what Ox, this? what was your plan here? <laughs> yeah, although I that was such a that is a pimp move. Where he's like, can you do this? And just stops and he just goes and like, you know, just gravity. Huh! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yep. pulls him off him. I'm like, oh my god. Yep. Yep. That's, that's, uh, that's awesome. Solid moment. But but again, it's it's a great moment. But I just want to know what Ox was thinking when that happened. Um, well, I guess I'll kill him and me. Yep. And I'll get paid big money for it. I don't know. <laughs> like you're gonna die. Yeah. So um, so he's fighting. The enforcers and Vulture at the same time. He uses the Vulture wing. He he like swings Vulture's wing into the helicopter's propellers, crashing the helicopter, taking care of both. Um, and he gets home late with Aunt May. I love Aunt May's characterization in this oh, because yeah. it's somewhere. She's not Lucy Goosey Coolant like uh, Marissa Tomei, but like she she's on top of it, but in a very like I think like a good way. Like, listen, you're gonna be home at ten. If you're not going to yep. be home at 10, you're going to call me. And the way they unpack this as the show goes on, great. Love it. Yeah. But that's where we end this. Peter is now has a cur- – Spider-Man has a curfew now. <laughs> yep. And it's just – it, it is – it's such a good idea because I remember like Stan – you know, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, any interview with Stan Lee, any conversation about these books or the behind the scenes I would watch and try and get. And so like I've heard Stan talk about Spider-Man a thousand different times in, like, yeah. in five different decades. And he – uh, not that I've lived in them, but you know, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. From the beginning, anytime he's been filmed, yeah. And he like he always talks about how he's like, this is a superhero where it's like he'll he'll have acne and he can mm-hmm. you know he'll he'll miss a date and you know he. But all the examples he has of like relatable teenage problems, like it never happened. Yeah, like the acne thing never came up. You know, like he never had like these issues that like maybe occasionally, but only superficially. Like it was barely a thing him having a curfew his aunt being like respectful and understanding but also firm yeah like these are wiseman's interpretations of that very conceit that yes. he, like that, that stan has been saying they've been doing forever which like arguably they had and yeah it's just great idea like yeah make peter have teenage problems like 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 going to high school and it's like oh i'm a ju- you're a junior yeah you know what i mean and you're like things are different because three months passed mm-hmm. and I haven't seen these people in three months. So yeah. I'm a different person now and I'm going to walk up to the te- to the cheerleader and I'm going to yeah. ask her out. Like, what do you, th- why do you think that would, why, why do you think that would work? And like, listen, I'm in high school and I'm yep. a dummy. Like, and I think, and I think we've all been there where you look back and you're like, well, that girl was out of my league. I don't know what I was thinking when I asked her I out. I don't know what that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's not, I mean, listen, I, and I say that in that, like, I wasn't doing anything to justify that. I hadn't, no. I hadn't done the work on me. Yeah. Why would this girl be into me? What was I thinking? Uh-huh. <laughs> what did I think I was bringing to the table at this point? Um, so now we go into season one, episode two, Interactions. Uh, Peter Parker attempts to tutor popu- the popular Liz Allen while Spider-Man tries to stop Electro, who will stop at nothing to find a cure for the accident that made him who he is. That's right, everybody. We had to wait five seasons to get Electro, and he was a weird Russian slash Nazi uh, in Spider-Man <laughs> animated series. Episode yeah. two, we're getting Electro, baby. How about Electro? And it's better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Because... Um, Electro's great. Electro's like a lot of Spider-Man villains where I don't know that he could justify carrying a movie. No. But his power set... Spider-Man is... Rogue... Spider-Man's rogues is jam-packed with people like, how do I... How do I solve this problem? Like, what do I... (laughs) The guy's living electricity. What do I do about this? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and when they were invented, there was like issue, issue. It was like yeah. Electro, Lizard, like Mysterio, yeah. just Doc Ock, like one after the other. And some of them are going to be, you know, timeless and, yeah. and and the biggest villain he's ever had. And others are going to be members of a team. Yeah, so, and, yeah. Some of them are going to be Doc Ock. Some of them are going to be the Enforcers. Some of them, some of them are going to be Fancy Dan. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the the Enforcers. I don't know if they were ever anybody's like favorite spider-man villain because nope. really it's like the enforcers are the villain like it's just yeah. they're called the enforcers i think they even worked for green goblin in the beginning of everything yeah uh yeah it's just a Tracks. whole thing but uh, Tracks. yeah so we Maybe get jamie fox's electro could do the movie like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so the, the new one <laughs> One of two, there's only two, of my memory, and it's been a while since I watched the show, there's only two villains where I was like, I don't know that I like this origin. Um, and uh, Electro is one of them. Um, so Connor's, in, but again, we're connecting this into a mini movie we're going to sell in, at, in Walmart. So we need to connect. The overarching thing here is biology of the lizard. Um, so uh, Connor's and Brock talk about this experiment they're doing on electric eels and rays. We don't see any stingrays. And also, I don't think stingrays are electric i don't think that exists so i don't yep. know why they make that specification but whatever yeah um because and they're doing this because they want clean power source it doesn't make any sense guys they said I'm it's, sorry. yeah it's, it's clean energy yeah it's a kid's cartoon this is where the kid's cartoon of it all comes in um and max dylan is there and he's fixing the filters or something it doesn't matter um and yeah. he acts he like drops his screwdriver and he gets shocked which drops him into the sludge with the eels and it's kind of like a flash or the chemicals with the electricity you get it Pow powers all right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if only it worked this way in real falls. life I think he just gets electrocuted in the comics. Like it's yeah. just he falls on power lines. So yeah. they need to do something to to give you anything. And I'm well, like, yeah. And they wouldn't have known that at the time when they were first writing it. But now you got the perfect out. Like he falls on power lines and shocker, he's a mutant. Now he's got electric abilities. Done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Max is taken to the hospital, uh, and he needs to be handled with special gloves. Um. So you're whatever. So you don't get electrocuted. Okay. Um. Spidey. We get this scene with like, I don't think my Spider-Man swinging through the city. He's like, I don't think I'm not going to be able to make it. I don't think my powers will be able to help me. And <laughs> all he is is late for class. Uh -huh. um, and um, Flash uh, is talking in class about how the Bugle is looking for pictures of Spidey. And uh, the professor hands out their grades. And I love this Flash moment. He's got, uh, 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 Flash has got a C minus. And he's like, uh, Flash successfully completes another pass. <laughs> I'm like, Flash is too clever and fun for his own good because he is a piece yes. of shit. But like, yes, I'm like, yeah, we're also I think we're laying the groundwork for like you hate him. But you're like, when he's not there, you're like, all right, well, I mean, I could use another Flash moment. And yeah, uh, exactly. They do. And they do the same thing with JJ where it's like in the real world, this person would not be nearly as funny and clever uh, or interesting. But in this fictional him. world, what a good what a good like. He's a uh, personal antagonist. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love him in this. Uh, yeah. And it's also setting up like, you know, Jonah is uh, sympathetic in his own way. Flash will eventually turn around. You yes. Know? Yeah. Um, cool. This is pre, this is very pre, pre agent venom, pre agent venom, but you definitely like, God, oh, man, I wish the show had gone on forever. Um, <laughs> so um, Liz 
uh, Liz gets a bad grade too. She needs a tutor. She's giving Peter's a tutor. This is another great exchange yep. where she's like, what if Flash was my tutor? And the, the voice acting for the professor, Miles, like this, he does this weird, like, mm, no, I don't think you understand. You, we want your grade to go up. <laughs> good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, um, meanwhile, back at the hospital, Max is in need of an insulation sh- suit. This is one of those situations. Max has been in this suit for all of like 10 minutes and he's already like flipping out. And I oh, just wanted yeah. to be like, listen, man, you've got, I know stressful right now, but give it a minute because you've got lightning powers. And so maybe take a second to figure this out. Cause that could be really fucking cool, man. If you just uh, took a breath, <laughs> that's true. Although I do, you know, this is the first time I ever thought about it. Cause he's wearing a suit, right? It's really yeah. claustrophobic. He's got this mask on, he's lying in bed. Yeah. You know, it's like you're, if you're in a, if you're in a hospital bed, you should be wearing like a gown and like mm-hmm. you should have contact with sheets. And yeah. he is like in a rubber suit. And yeah. I can imagine them going, we're going to figure it out. And it's like, you know, you're clearly like, you know, decades into your lizard technology, like you haven't figured <laughs> it out. You're not going to suddenly like do a hard left and figure out how to cure electricity powers. Yeah. So it's just kind of like what a what a hor- what a body horror situation this could have been and could be in the future where like I'm stuck in this suit. And if, yeah. I t- if, I, if I if I take it off, I don't even feel anything. I can't even drink anything. I'm blasting electricity all the time. Yeah, you know, and it's and I, I think they're they're definitely going around. It reminded me a lot of what they did in Superman, the animated series with Metallo. Yeah, where it's like, great, you've got these abilities, but you are now completely incapable of human interaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was awesome. What a good episode that was. Yep. Oh, Malcolm McDowell is freaking brain uh, as a, as Metallo. What a what a stroke of genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good good shows. Uh, good all them all good shows. All those Justice League to Bruce Tim Justice League shows. Good shows. Um, so he's pissy. He escapes. Um, meanwhile, Liz is trying to, uh, uh, Peter's trying to tutor Liz and she is, um, uh, not being great about it. Let's just say she's not being pleasant. (laughs) Yeah. But she's being very realistic about it. Like I really, I was like, this is, this is a good scene. Like even, I think this is the scene when I'm watching the show, like I'm, and I I didn't watch it as it was coming out until much later. Yeah. But it still was a show. It was a live, like it was being Mm -hmm. broadcast on Disney XD at this time when I was watching the show. And, uh. I saw the scene and I was like, this is a good show. Like, yeah. this is a good interaction. I really like it. Like, people have agency in this show. And I'm like, that's yeah. really cool. And it's it's so challenging to write good and or interesting high school characters. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, because high schoolers aren't particularly interesting. Um, everything feel We like to do media in that because everything when you're high school, everything feels larger than life. Um, like the every, all the stakes always feel dr- so dramatic, mm-hmm. um, but I think adults really struggle to capture that. And I, this, like Liz, is still a character on the so- show, so therefore interesting, more interesting yep. than your typical high schooler. But behaves in a way. Her interactions with Peter and the, throughout the episode, um, yeah, are believable. I'm like, right. yeah, we've had the, we've had those. Inter- yeah, I get it. Well, and she's like, she's trying so hard. You know what I mean? Like, you're just kind of for me. I'm like, you know she's so used to having an audience not like that she's an act like a drama queen or anything but she's so used to having an audience when it's like when i when peter is around it's because we're in a group of people we make fun of peter yeah and 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 we feel better about ourselves mm-hmm. she doesn't realize like it's like not only is it cruel to do it in a group but like it's just the two of you, you can you can let it you can let the the guard down a little bit like as yeah. as, as a duo and she's doing it like for like an invisible audience yeah you know mm-hmm. and she's still because she's kind of on autopilot because she's like not challenged or thinking about anything yeah and when peter like reacts to her like a human being because he doesn't have 
Like yes. he's not playing a part. Like we're not doing this thing where like, you know, Flash is there and they're all doing the thing. And I just, cause he says it later when Flash for no reason throws water balloons at him mm-hmm. and, uh, and they're like, don't just stand there and take it. And he's like, that's what you do when you're a nerd. You just do that until they get bored and move on. But he's like, I'm not going to like, I, I, look, my teacher told me to sit here with you yeah. and you're like on your phone throwing like zingers. Like you're on an episode of the golden girls. Yeah. Um, I got to go. Yeah. You know, and, and, I, and his reaction is priceless. So well, anyway. and this is another great use of the duality here because yeah. low key, I think there's an actually a really interesting character thing going on in yeah. that, um, um, you know, when I, most of the people listening to the show, most of the people in our circle, we grew up nerds, right. And yep. you struggle with your self-confidence and, and people respond to confidence. I think a lot of times, yes. especially in like internet influencer culture, that gets tied up in like ego and a lot of toxic traits. Totally. It, or like um uh, kind of like being an asshole. But that's not what it is. What it is is confidence, being self-assured. Yeah. And so Peter as you're pointing out with Liz, she's kind of on autopilot and Peter is kind of fitting into the role he's fit in until Spider-Man shit starts going down. And he's like, and it's this, none of this shit. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care about tutoring Liz. I don't, I gotta go do, I gotta go say people. And it's in that, that moment, that little spark of like, wait, Liz is like, wait, do I like Peter? (laughs) Right. I love that. It just his. You need this more than me. I gotta go. Call me when you're serious. And I was like, wow. Like, yeah. Like oh, and that gets the, uh, cue the reaction meme. Mm-hmm, yeah, and 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 I think I think like when you think about like the um, uh, like a uh, uh, kind of like um, the game or whatever where they talk about negging and shit. Oh um, God, yeah. Uh, you you could look at this as as that, but that's not what's ha- all he's no. doing. He's not putting he's, her down. He's just asserting himself. Like, hey, exactly. here are my boundaries. You know what I mean? Right, like. 45 minutes of this yeah. is inappropriate. Yeah. But like, you know what it is? It's he's Spider-Man in that moment. Yes. You know, he's like mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Spider-Man would say this, you know, yeah. Peter wouldn't, Peter would be like, well, Liz, you know, cause he was for 45 minutes or whatever for the entirety yeah. of, of their meet. Yeah. He's been like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Then he's like, all right, well, you don't need, you know, I, you need this more than me. Call me when you're serious. Pew. Yeah. And it's like, that's a P that's what Spider-Man would say. And it's, yes. And it's in that moment, of course, where she's and now like, that oh. we're now that we're getting into that, it's it is an interesting about like because obviously in the show gets into this too, the struggle of like should I even be Spider Man? Yeah, and the realization like Peter, you actually really need Spider. You as a person need Spider Man. Like that's, yes, like you're better when you're yeah. Spider Man. Like, and if you could or, ever or balancing it, anyway. yeah, if you could ever figure out how to like get those two halves to like kiss and make up, uh-huh. <laughs> you'd never, you things would be easier for you. But it's always, um, you know what the solution, it's always just tell the people, the very small group of people around you who you are. So they don't go, Oh boy, that nephew, you're a real hero. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> dude. Uh, uh, I it was watching this. I think I, I'd suck at the secret identity thing. Cause episode one vultures attacking my best friend's dad. I would have a moment. Uh, Harry, I'm Spider-Man, by the way. I got to go take care of this. We'll unpack this later. Bye. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. When Gwen is like, when when the Connorses and Gwen are horribly disappointed in him, it's like, yeah. Yeah. By by episode two, a half dozen people would know that I'm (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah. And by episode three, everyone would know. (laughs) Everyone would know. And people would, my my loved ones would be being targeted. Anyway. So uh, he blows off Liz. Um, uh, He uh, fights Electro. <laughs> and like the first thing he does is yank off Electro's mask, not realizing, realizing oopsies, big mistake. <laughs> yeah, this is an electric man. Um, <laughs> so 
great use of the deadline. Peter is in the middle of fight electro. He's got we've established he's got a little alarm that's like here's when I need to call May because I need to call May if I'm not home by ten. Uh-huh. And so he's in mid fight with electro, being like, "Hey May, I'm gonna uh, be late." <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. We do that for three episodes where he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I'm two minutes before my curfew. I'm good yeah. to go. I did it." And it's like that is also a kid thing where it's like, "I am technically correct, the best kind of correct. <laughs> the best kind of correct." Um, uh, good Futurama reference. I just watched that episode, by the way. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm now in a uh, position to get that reference. Um, um But uh, but yeah, and and I love. I don't remember where it is. I probably have in my notes. But May has a very great moment where she's like, "But this is not. This does not count. By the way, this, <laughs> I wasn't just like call me at ten every night. I want you to be home by ten. You're yes. abusing the limits of our thing. It's like, yeah, that's good. That's just good parenting shit. It is good parenting, yeah. and it's and it's like. And Peter learns from it. It's yeah. not just like ninety-four Peter would just leave. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and he would be like a dick about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we would just be in another episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we don't refer to He'd that be... because each episode is, is is someone's first episode, so let's just not worry about it. Oh, also it's part twelve. Yes. He'd be pouting on the side of a building, like, why can't I just do this even though he's in college? Like, why is May giving you fucking <laughs> Why do you even live with her right yeah. now? What are you doing, man? What's happening? You look like a thirty-year-old man. Fucking get out of there! <laughs> in, a, in a hilarious striped shirt. Yes. Did you know that Disney sold that? Like I think at the parks, they have the Peter Parker '94 shirt, yep. but they have an awful Spider-Man embroidery on it. I'm like, no, I hate what? that they do that, man. Just do the shirt. Right? Have the like, Spider-Man be on like the tag on the inside. Like exactly. Yeah, here it, is. it might as well say Spider-Man on the back of it or something. Yeah. Like you've just it's like wearing a Batman costume and it has and it says Batman on it. Like dude, they had um when it, last time I was at Disney, they had an Xavier Institute cap, like as if it was like a school cap. That mm-hmm. shit was like 50 bucks, man. It's like I'm not fucking Are you fucking dude, kidding me? <laughs> don't waste your time. Go to Universal. Yeah. You'll get a way better hat. Actually, my wife has this dope. It's it's black and yellow. Black yeah. on this side, stripe in the middle, yeah. big metal X on it. Dope. It is it is fire. Yeah. Uh, and I bought that crap at uh, Universal Studios. I was like, oh, right, Marvel Land. Mm-hmm. Gobbled so, up everything. They had somehow they had, still a thing. <laughs> I love it. They have Doom bots, like Dooms, like robots. They're yeah. like they flank this store, and I'm like, these are just fiberglass made in 1998. Yeah. How I'm like, how much for the Doom bot? Yeah, and yeah. The, when, you know, and the, okay, you're you're probably about uh, a couple months away from tearing all this down. When you do, how much for the Doom bots? <laughs> give me the Doom. Just let me have it. You know, but and you know the the poor broke college kid from Florida is like, sure. sir, if you're yeah. not gonna buy anything, just get out, please. I'm I'm trying to buy the Doom bot, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make a transaction here, dude. Uh, Universal, no magic, right? Yeah. You go to Harry Potter World, they're like. What, here's your butter beer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, you're not even going to do a fake accent? No. Yeah. No, great. I'm not. Here, where you're in Ollivanders, it looks amazing. And then they're like, here's your wand. <laughs> Listen, it, it, it's one of the areas that, you know, we benefit out here in California, a lot of out-of-work actors, all right? So they are in it to win it. <laughs> they must. I hope so. Well, they're they're all, like, auditioning to get to Disney, right? Yes. They want the, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Oh, dude, Although, I can't wait to go to Mario Land. We're on a tangent. We need to. <laughs> I know, I know. We're You're on right. a tangent Mario. and running long. Um, I got I to gotta, I gotta try out Maryland, although it, it's small. It looks small to me. It does look small. Oh, I'm waiting. Uh, big big fans of Halloween Horror Nights over here, so I'm hoping that maybe we can. We like to do the, the pass where you get the day pass with the Halloween Horror Nights. Don't know. Sometimes it doesn't cover the other lands. We'll mm. see. We'll see. Get some booze in there, some, some dry bones. Yeah, I'm waiting. Uh, also, wait until school's back in session. You know what I mean? I um, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, 
Pete shows up at the lab. This is where he finds out that it was Max. This is a great version of every every personal trauma they tried to interject in the Spider-Man animated series. Where it's this where like, oh shit, if I'd known it was Max, I treat him I like a dick. I wouldn't have been such a dick about it. Yeah, <laughs> fucking great, man. Fucking because yeah. it's like again, this is it's not his fault, but you can see yourself feeling the same way. Like, oh yes. fuck. Yeah. So um, Max is met by the cops at his place. Here's the note of where the other cop is. Uh, we got Gene DeWolf. We've also got Stan Carter. AKA, oh no! AKA Sin Eater. Yeah, which I can't imagine a kid cartoon ever doing Sin Eater, but he's no. there. <laughs> Although he's there. It's, I love, I love that it's like, yep, I'm the, the one right here. I'm gonna murder her with a shotgun one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Who is voiced? And you can tell the second you hear the voice. It's voiced by Tom Wilson, aka <laughs> Biff from Back to the Future. Awesome. Um, so uh, Liz shows up at the lab for their study session. Uh, Pete again in a situation where Pete is confident. Mm-hmm. With science, he's able to show off the stupid eels that I don't like uh, to Liz. She's kind of into it. Gwen's not. A little hints yeah. of uh, Gwen's feelings for Peter. Yeah. Mac shows up at the lab. He's really flipping out. Here we get to another thing I love about this show where we do action sequences in different, like, distinct locations. So uh, Vulture was obviously Skyline Spider-Man shit. But this is on the campus. Specifically, we get a fight around, I guess it's the campus radio station because it's like a radio tower. <laughs> yeah, that was, I was like, I just assumed it was the local radio station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the local, New York's local radio station. <laughs> um, we get a moment where, and this is another great thing that I think superhero properties try to do sometimes where like in a different reality, Eddie's the hero because yeah. Eddie's like, I'm gonna distract him, and it's like, dude, Spider-Man's here. Fucking, you don't. We don't need you. <laughs> no, <man. laughs> you're. Yeah, yeah. Slow your roll. Yeah. Um, Eddie distracts Max, uh, so the others can escape. Um, Max accidentally zaps Connor's lizard concoction. Pin to put a pin in that for later. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, this is where we get another where Max decides I'm Electro now. Whatever, man. Sure. Um, uh, again. Another really great fight between Spider-Man and Electro. Uh, yeah. He's using the the glove we established earlier to keep himself from being shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we established earlier that even though the eel concoction is water, and they actually do a pretty good job justifying this. Like the eels evolved to live in water. Max mm-hmm. hasn't. So water, no good, bad for Max. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this is where we get another call with May and May correctly reads peter the riot act like this isn't what we agreed on okay yep love it. um and uh spidey takes out electro by kicking him into the school pool yeah um wrap up the episode liz is sending pete mad mix signal she's kind of flirting with him until flash and the rest of the crew show up and then the switch flips boom yeah, yeah. exactly um but what they do an interesting job thing here where they connect the ideas between um Gwen shows up and she's like, sorry, Liz was a bitch to you. And Peter's like, well, you know what? I reached out and she can either accept it or not. And that connects to the, like, I shouldn't take personal responsibility for Max. I did try to help him. Exactly. He just wasn't having it. It's like, look at look at you all doing Rowan. some basic writing and stuff, yeah. connecting plot lines and subtext and shit. Look at well, this. And it's wonderful because like it is at the end of the day, like a children's cartoon. So you're like, yes. you're imparting morality, but you're also doing it in like a subtle way that allows for kids to like, you know, recognize like, you know, maybe having agency or authority or not taking too much responsibility for things they don't have control over. It's just, it's just smart. I'm like, this is really, really cool. It's doing a lot of work and, yeah. uh, and, and, and almost flawlessly, you know, like this without any like, effort. 
Yeah, this is like a golden age because I want to say after last Amber Airbender was around the same time of like, hey, let's not necessarily like treat kids like adults, but all, but do treat them as people that can hold ideas in their head and yeah. like and, and grapple with somewhat complex ideas. They're capable of that, so let's treat them that way. Yeah, and we now uh, big, big blockbuster movies that are ostensibly for adults struggle with that shit. So hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, listen, that's it for uh, episode one of our Spider-Versity, or Spider-Versity, Spectacular Spider-Man coverage. Sal, where yeah. can kids find you? Well, uh, swing on by YouTube and go to youtube.com slash comic pop and comic pop returns and you'll see me and my friends chatting about comics all day long. It's a lot of fun. Check them out. God damn it. Do it. Uh, there'll <laughs> be links in the description. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash everywhere that matters. Hopefully blue sky soon. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Um, and we'll see you all next time, everybody. 